Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. The week ends. The errands begin. Instacart has a huge selection of household essentials beyond groceries. So whether you need bags of avocados or bags of mulch, cans of tomatoes or cans of tennis balls, Instacart can deliver whatever you need so you get time and energy back to spend your weekends doing what you love. Visit Instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. We all have, have to consider, because Iran is also a threshold nuclear state at this right. point. Um, and so I do worry, as everyone worries, about a wider conflict. I wanted all this to end very quickly, I promise you. Um, but it's going to be a very difficult road ahead. I mean, I hope what will happen in the end is some kind of international care for Gaza so the people of Gaza can finally live and breathe safe from Hamas and safe from Israeli bombing. All right. We're going to have to leave it there, unfortunately, because we're running out of time. Thank you to all three of you for uh, taking part in this discussion. Sultan Barakat, Maliha Lodi and Stephen Erlinger. And thank you as well for watching. You can always watch this program again anytime by visiting our website at aljazeera.com. For further discussion, go to our Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash AJ Inside Story. And of course, you can join the conversation on X. Our handle is at AJ Inside Story. From me, Fully Batibo and the whole team here in Doha, thanks for watching. Bye for now. deaths, 20,000 injuries, 1.4 million people displaced. There is nothing left. They destroyed our house. We were just attacked yesterday without any warning. Christian community in Gaza are being targeted. No one is safe here in Gaza. Everyone in danger. Israel is still refusing to allow international journalists into Gaza. Palestinian reporters risking everything to get the story out. Fifteen members of his own family killed in an airstrike. The Listening Post. We cover the way the news is covered. Sammy Zaydan. This is the news out live from Doha. Coming up in the next 60 minutes, Israeli airstrikes hit a school in Gaza, killing at least 20 people sheltering there. Strikes also target three hospitals and a convoy of ambulances in Gaza Strip. Fresh raids in the occupied West Bank. Israeli forces make arrests in Janine and Hebron. 
powerful earthquake in Nepal kills more than 120 people, with a death toll expected to rise. We'll be live in Kathmandu. It's 7 GMT, 9 a.m. in Gaza. At least 20 people have been killed after Israel bombed the school in the northern part of the territory. Displaced Palestinian families were sheltering there. Separately, an Israeli air raid targeted a convoy of ambulances outside the hospital, killing at least 15 people. Asad Beg begins our coverage with a report on those attacks. We should warn you first that you might find some of the images we're about to show to be disturbing. The blood doesn't dry in Gaza. Israel won't let it. In a single day, areas around three hospitals were hit. This one at the gates of Gaza's largest hospital, Al-Shifa. These people had hope. The convoy of ambulances was heading to the Rafah crossing to enter Egypt and its occupants to get treatment. But Israeli strikes killed any glimmer of hope they had of escaping this war. These were critically wounded that we cannot attend to at the hospital. Everyone was aware of the Red Cross, the Red Crescent, even the Israeli occupation were aware that this is a medical convoy in line with the Geneva Convention and international law. Hospitals already at breaking point, inundated with the injured, treating patients in any place they can. These are the scenes following a strike near Al-Quds Hospital. Windows shattered, blood on the floor, people inside sheltering, wondering if the next strike will be their last. Another hospital. Panic. Inside, these are the conditions staff at the Indonesian hospital must work under. The walls and ceilings shaking and damaged from Israeli strikes. People have flocked to hospitals believing they are sacred, a safe space, a sanctuary. A school bombed. It was sheltering displaced families. This war has proven there is nothing safe in Gaza. Nothing sacred. Nothing Israel won't strike. The sound of children playing has fallen silent in Gaza. It's been replaced with their cries. Israel told people to evacuate north of Gaza for the south, yet this is what they did to this convoy of cars. Civilians trying to get to safety. Their bodies now lay in the street, too dangerous for anyone to stop to recover them. I used the coastal Al Rashid road to flee from northern Gaza. About 500 meters from the Gaza Valley, we came under a barrage of shells from Israeli warships anchored offshore. Also, Israeli snipers were stationed a kilometer and a half away at Al Zakra area. All the vehicles traveling on the road were riddled with shells and bullets. A horse carriage was hit, all on board were killed, even the animal was torn to pieces. The U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, was in Tel Aviv on Friday. He said Israel should do more to protect Palestinian civilians. Israel answered in Gaza with yet more Palestinian blood. Assad Beg, Al Jazeera. The Israeli military's confirmed it targeted the ambulance convoy outside the Al Shifa hospital. It said Hamas was transporting fighters and weaponry in ambulances, but didn't provide evidence to back up the claim. One of the ambulance hit belonged to the Palestinian Red Crescent. In a statement, they said the vehicle was struck by a missile fired by Israeli forces 
only at a distance of about two meters from the hospital gate. The deliberate targeting of medical teams constitutes a grave violation of the Geneva Conventions, a war crime. Al Jazeera's Hani Mahmoud joins us from Khan Yunis in southern Gaza. So, Hani, let's start with the strike at the latest one being at the Anasar Children's Hospital. Where is that left patients in the facility? Mm. Well, Sam, in addition to the airstrikes targeting a Shifa hospital as of yesterday's late afternoon, earlier hours of this morning, another hospital in Anasar Road. This is in the central part of Gaza City, connecting the northern part with Gaza City. A specialized hospital for children was targeted and destroying, destroying the gate of the hospital with so many evacuees inside. provide timely information and to explain educational reforms and to discuss school models and interventions, the Ministry of Education in partnership with the Teacher Education Journal presents to you the first ever education TV talk show 
The Edge Talk Show. The Edge Talk Show keeps you informed and updated on trends in the world of education. The Ghanaian teacher is so versatile. Provide him the opportunity, train him, and that teacher will perform wonders. Where are the women? They are doing very well academically, but they're not in the sciences and all of that. So technology is missing a lot more women that they could have had. You need to tell the parents, at the moment, what you are getting is, is covering only an aspect of your child's education. And therefore, it's very difficult for you to make any decision with the limited information you have. We still have more to do mm. when it comes to safe school. Mm. So join us as we speak to our guests on reforms taking place in Ghana's education sector. My name is Blessed Suga and I am your host. that I'm going to do a diligent job and make sure we win 2024 election. And I want Ghanaians to give me opportunity and challenge me, but I will make sure I turn the fortunes of this country around. The Zongos are saying they don't believe the MPP will elect Dr. Baumia, but that is because of propaganda. What they are saying is that if the MPP elects Dr. Baumia, they will vote for Dr. Baumia on December 2024. This is why the NDC is afraid, because they know that when you elect me on Saturday, I'm going to give them a showdown. Showdown. Yeah, mommy. Yeah, mommy. Yeah, mommy. Yeah, mommy. Yeah, papa. You face in here. You face in here. For the party, I have outlined about three points. One, to always ensure that there is greater unity in the party. I will ensure that all constituency parties will have offices in the country owned by the party, not in rented premises. We should be able to develop our own uh, standardized party offices across all the 275 or 276 constituencies nationwide. And that one, I will commit myself to doing. Mark in my journey to bear the flag of the new patriotic party and with that to lead this country into our future prosperity. I'm appealing to you that when the time comes, vote for Ousu Afriya Koto, who will make this, this uh, party.
And good morning, Ghana, and welcome to our coverage of the MPP presidential primary here on your election headquarters as we stand on the precipice of a pivotal moment in the history of the party. This is brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity, always a delightful experience, and the new force, a new nation. Today, the vibrant heart of the new patriotic party is pulsating with anticipation as four candidates, as you saw them there, prepare to engage in a political battle for the honor of leading the party into the 2024 general elections. The vice president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, will come up against the formidable MP for Asin Central, candidate Japan, and we are live in his constituency shortly. Also, we'll see the former agric minister, Dr. Ouse Friyakoto, and the steadfast Francis Adainimo, he's been there before, will also have his say when the final vote is cast by the close of day today. We're live across the country today at the MPP headquarters, at the Electoral Commission, the residents of the aspirants, wherever they are. You won't miss a thing if you stay with us. We will feel the pulse of the MPP from these locations shortly. And of course, today, I'm joined in the studio again by my two conspirators, uh, Winston Amwa and Raymond Aqua. We're here last night. We're back again. And let's go through the numbers very quickly because this is a numbers game. Yeah. The numbers that everybody is going to be hoping to get a huge chunk of is that number. It is, Evans, uh, 204,144. It means that if you're able to pull uh, some 102,000, uh, you know, you, you'll be able to emerge victorious. Okay? Mm -hmm. A little over 102,000, you would emerge victorious. So this is the magic number. And I know that as we move on, you'll probably be getting into the regional breakdown. Let's do that. Let's, let's do, do that. that. This, is the, this is the regional breakdown. Exactly. But let's get into something that we have done. So if we, to, if we were to go to, yes, um, you look at... So this is the swing regions. Swing regions, okay. swing regions when, when it comes to natural, when it comes national to elections. elections. So, but this is the thing for me, the greater Accra region. Yeah. And if we were to go to the Akan-speaking regions, for instance... We've this is the Akan-speaking regions. This is what I'm looking for. Look at this. Now, this is very, very important. That is 55... 0.5% of the total votes. And I want to go to uh, isolate that for you because it's so important to look at that. that for those who are listening to us on Joy 99.7 FM, follow us. Of course, you, we are also live across our many social media platforms on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, everywhere. Also, uh, follow us uh, very closely here on the Joy News channel. And I'm going to break this down a bit more because this will give you the picture. Uh, and you're saying that this number here a total of 113,324 delegates are camped in the Akan regions. In the Akan regions. But let's get back to the Greater Accra region. Let me just do something. Mm. I want to show you something. If you were to go through the Greater Accra region today, a lot of the NPP polling station executive and constituency executive are of an Akan background. Mm. So if you add the Greater Accra region, 39,000 to the 113,000, it takes you to 152,000. Okay, and yes. I'm going back there. Yes. If you do the additions here, yes. you so say you, you come down to... Plus, yes, 39,000. I mean, plus 39,000, it will mm -hmm. take you uh, 39,000. Okay, so it takes you to some 152,000. Now, write that number down, and let's see why this is very significant. 152,000 out of 204,000 tells you that you just have about 50,000 votes left. 
Because I'm saying that if you look at the greater Accra region, a lot of the people within the greater Accra, particularly within the uh, you know, um, old AMA, let me put it that way, old AMA, are of an Akan background who are executives of the NPP. But this is why it's interesting, because you've seen some of the candidates actually making arguments of the need to elect a non I mean, to elect an Akan. While others make the point that, oh, it's time to try a northern candidate, and we'll check the northern background, I mean, the northern uh, five regions of the north shortly. We'll go there quickly. But there are others who are making the point that, try, no, we cannot have a John Mahama, who's a northerner, a Hassan Ayariga, who's a northerner, of course, he belongs to the APC, not really significant in the scheme of things, but the NPP should remain with what they have been doing all this while. Right from Idubuahin, J.A. Kufo, and Akufad. And yesterday we raised this point, um, mm -hmm. Raymond, which is that this is the, the opportunity the party has right now to purge itself of this tag of being an Akan party. And, uh, and if they fail to give it to Dr. Baumia, and they focus in these areas, and they go, go out there and vote based on that tribal line, mm -hmm. it just settles the, the debate for the NDC. And this has been saying that quite a while. Now, this same issue came up when Alu Mahama was contesting. It became a very big issue. It was perhaps one of the reasons why post-2007, there was an attempt to entrench a certain Dumbo legacy within the NPP, mm. with the official inclusion by 2009. Let's look at it keenly. The accusation mostly is not coming from internal NPP. It's predominantly from external people that are using it against the NPP. As to whether that has influenced election outcomes in any way, it's a different thing altogether. The dangerous part, and which they just made the addition of the 152,000, this is 74% of the 204,000. Yeah. The numbers we are looking at here. Yeah. Unless the 74% say that we also agree that we are an account party, and so we need to show proof that we are no longer an account party by electing Dr. Mahmoud Bamiya. That is part of the issues that's going to bring a very, very big one. Internal elections, and I was just last night perusing uh, Rashford Jampo and others who had written a very serious paper about how ethnicity plays a role. In fact, the political science department, there's an entire course on the politics of identity mm. and how it is very important in determining who becomes what within a political party. But if you have 74% of an electorate coming from a certain particular area, give or take, the presumption is that they are more likely to choose one of their own. And it's not only, I mean, people have introduced whether or not the Akan tag is more a stronger tag than the religious tag, whether or not when you do the give and take, whether or not when you combine the votes, and the question being asked, you remember why Dr. Bamiya spends virtually every month in the Ashanti region, getting blessings from every corner of this world, told everybody in this country that he's a Methodist, he's a Boys Brigade person, he no, actually he, preaches he, in churches. He was part of the Methodist Bri Boys Brigade. Boys Brigade, yes, yeah. that's what he keeps on saying, that he's actually part of the Boys Brigade. He has spent time preaching in church, saying that we all admit that a crisis, Lord, and you come back to save us and all of that. Very important comments to send a signal that I am still the kind of person that the more than 70% Christian population can identify with. But more importantly, mindful of our ethnic orientation as a people, that we have not moved into a nation state, the thinking is that he's a sign which will show a different MPP. And, and by but as to whether this different MPP will be different. And now, let's not get it wrong. Since 1992, it was only in 1996 that the MPP departed from having a northern and southern balance. Yeah. You get the point. That, 
every time there is a candidate from the five regions of the north on their ticket, except in 1996. And by the way, the vice president has been pretty successful in the lead up to this on the evidence of yeah. the of the, uh, the electoral special electoral yeah college. the super delegates in making great strides in these Akan areas, mm -hmm. of course. And you saw the, the votes that he got yeah. in the Ashanti region, and they had their own in the race. Yeah. And yet he obliterated them in the race. Both Alan Chamante himself, Kennedy Dupont, and uh, the yeah. Ifiya Koto, who indeed yeah. draws his own inspiration. His father is very, uh, you of know, exactly, yeah. in Ashanti yeah. region. Yeah. So, so clearly, this issue with the Akan regions is not a factor that we expect should hurt uh, Dr. Barmier's chances in these elections. The Global Info Analytics indicated something that was interesting. Their very last poll suggested that whilst uh, Dr. Barmier was not doing so well in the Akan areas, compared to the over 74% that their poll suggested he was getting in the northern part of the country, the indication in the southern part of the country was the opposite of it, and that his votes were not moving as high as people have expected, mindful of the popularity growth and the very things happening. On the other hand, Kadet Dejapon appears to be increasing in, in very momentous ways the Akan areas where he appears to also be drawing strength from. So it's, it's, not, it's not as if they are going to toe that line or they are going to abandon the vice president 100%, but it doesn't appear that he is as popular in the southern part of the country as he is in the northern and part. And that's because Kennedy Dejapon, at a point, started running an ethnic campaign. Hey, he's done so. Yeah, when it became and, and, right. and I'm sure his team may have looked at these figures and have said, okay, look, we, 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 I mean, they're not, they're not about can delegates. So why don't you start? They play the tribal card. Yes, they play the religious card. card. Mm -hmm. He plays the tribal card. But this is the point. I mean, you're talking about the NPC. The NPP bought into the NDC propaganda of being yeah. an Akan party. I just want to make this point before we continue, because if you realize the NPP at a point started the Nasara party. Mm. The NPP started the Nasara party because of the propaganda that they were anti-Northern and they were anti-Zungu. And the propaganda at the time was that Apollo 69, when Buzia said, if you do not have authorization to be in Ghana, leave, they said that was targeted at a certain group of people. Operation Kalek. <laughs> you know? So the belief at the time was that the NPP, Buzia, for instance, of the Progress Party, drove away a lot of people of northern descent. What some elements in the NPP at the time had argued that, ah, but we have northerners in this country who were not sacked because they had papers to be in this country. All Buzia said was that if you don't have document to be in Ghana, leave. But it, it was hurting the NPP. So Alaji Maiga and Co. started this whole idea of a Nasara club. And having started the Nasara club, the NPP today feels that it is time to clear that propaganda once and for all. And that's the advantage Dr. Bamir has. Because I have spoken to uh, you know, some key members of the NPP who say, if we don't take a northerner this time, we are doomed. We have the opportunity this time. We didn't give it to Aliu. Let us give it to Bamir. And, and so for them, it's just, and, and this is what I, I mean, the, 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 the whole thing plays out. For these persons, this is the time to have a northerner as flag bearer 
of the NPP. And then, luckily for Dr. Pamia, yeah. as we've been saying since yesterday, he's been doing very, very well, extremely well among the MPP delegates in his home region, but of also course. the five regions of the north. Yeah. And that's what we've isolated on your screens there. And if you look at it, for those of us who are listening to us on radio, you begin to see that the delegate numbers across the five regions of the north and as significant compared to, say, the Akan uh, yeah. constituencies, which I will show again, because just to do the comparison uh, for you. So these are the five regions of the north. In total, we are talking about 35,736 yeah. delegates, right? Uh, and that's 20%. And that's, in fact, 17.5%. And that's less than Greater Accra, mm. or 39,000. Yes. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's pretty small compared to this. What you have on your screen is the Akan regions, a total of 55.5%. That's 113,324. So, but he's been very good with the, with the Northern region, sweeping it at least in the, uh, in the Superdelegates Conference. And you expect him to be dominant. In he fact, he was so dominant, almost all the others got zero, zero in, in, in some of the key regions of, of the North, right? For Kennedy Pond, we'll get one here and there. So you expect him to sweep this. Close to the 17%. Close yes, to 17%. You're about to sweep uh, 30,000 yeah, of, of this vote. Yeah. It will sweep this completely. Now then, he, it comes to the Akan regions. How much of these votes is he able to get to add to his safe zones in the northern region to cross the mark? And remember, their target is a very high target. They set themselves an 80%. Yes. Uh, target. And we will explain why that is so important and why they are emphasizing that point. And we've said that yesterday. We'll come back to it again. But he needs to make a significant inroad here. At least, you want to at least get 35% of this. Evans, uh, and the you mark the Ashanti region for The Ashanti region is here. Let's do something, let's do, let's do something in Ashanti region. 35,690. Now, if you're Dr. Bamir, you want to send a signal. You want to send a signal by winning almost between 80 to 90% of the Ashanti region. And it's for a reason. That's the heart. That's the soul of the NPP. Mm -hmm. Akufado won it handsomely in 2014. Yeah. So if you want to lead the NPP, you should be seen to have the backing of the Ashanti region. He does have the backing of the MPs. And that's also the area that Mr. Chamartin just two days ago told us he has recruited 150,000 volunteers. Mm. Where he's so, still there. Yes. And on Thursday, has been campaigning there. Yes. yes. Right? And it, deliberately so. Just a day before they actually started, yes. you know, dispatching logistics yes. across the country. So if you're about there, you need, you, you, you want to get about between twenty-five to 30,000 votes in the Ashanti region. Yeah. Once you get that, we're done. Are you guys all confident he can do so? Considering the kinds of the the caliber of people from the region he has backing him, right? Both Oseche Mensa Bonsu, the, the, energy, the energy minister, uh, Napo himself, who is a royal widow from, from the region. The MPs from there, the, the way they followed him the last time the party congregated in that part of the country. What's your confidence level? And I'll go to the MPP headquarters. So, um, as for Oseche Mensa Bonsu, he's, he's not very popular even in this constituency. But Napo, yeah. uh, very popular in his constituency, very popular in the Ashanti mm. You have the education minister, education minister uh, Yaweduchum, very popular in his constituency. So he can tilt things in his favor. But this is the thing. Let me just end on this note. This is the thing. In a lot of the constituencies, the polling station executive were selected by the MPs. Mm. You have the MPs in your, on so, your side. 
you may just... So that's the point. Them. That's the point about making sure you have your people at the base. And amongst the delegates, the polling station executives from the overwhelming majority of the people who will be queuing to vote today. And that's important. I'm going to take it to the MPP headquarters right now, where my colleague MFR Powell is standing by. There is a lot of activity there already uh, for us, and uh, he's going to join us right now to get a sense of what's happening there. We'll be crossing back to my colleagues in the Ashanti region. We'll be talking a lot about that. We'll be going across the country now and getting the feel of what is happening on the ground. MFR, from what I understand, polling is underway. Amongst that. And that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. For those of us who know the party and have been campaigning in the party's grassroots since 2004, um, we know a winner when we see one. And we know a winner with a wide margin when we see one. And we know a winner with a slim margin when we see one. This is going to be a landslide. As I said, minimum vote for Dr. Baumia will be 70%. Forget the noise that you hear on radio. Okay. Thank you very much. But please stay with me. Evans, um, if you've just um, crossed over to the uh, MPP headquarters, and Mr. Mustafa Hamid, Sheikh Mustafa Hamid, is one of the first persons here to have cast their ballot after um, Sheikh Damba. Uh, and also we have the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Triayabwa. You know by now that 463 persons are expected to cast their ballot here and there's a lot of action today i'll tell you about the posters that you are talking about last night they are all off the walls as we speak i'll talk about all that but we've been interacting with shake and you know it's with your choice of select sandwich nugs fries and a drink wendy's five dollar biggie bag is your go-to your nugget wingman your hot and crispy fry co-pilot just like us we're like the bag boys what bag boys bag boys what you gonna do what you gonna do when we bring your food for a deal you can count on, bet on Biggie and choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Bag boys, bag boys. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes choice of JVC or crispy chicken sandwich with four-piece nugs, junior fry, and small soft drink. Third-party delivery pricing may be higher. It's no secret where he stands, but he's been telling me that, indeed, they are hopeful that Dr. Baumia is going to get more than 70% of the votes in spite of the polls uh, that uh, we, we've seen with um, um, info analytics, amongst others. But, Sheikh, really, uh, what, what's the mood in camp for Dr. Mahmoud Baumia? Um, you've been interacting closely with him amongst others. What can you tell us this morning? Well, I can tell you that um, there's excitement as, as, as you can see. I told you that myself, I, I got up very early to come here um, because of the excitement in me. Um, you know, Dr. Baumia is somebody who is battle-scarred as far as elections are concerned. And therefore, he's, he's in very ready mood if you want um to go into battle so he 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 really cannot wait for 2 p.m to come and for him to be declared winner and for him to launch straight into the battle for 2024 we're grateful i will see how it goes at your henry john sports stadium later today we are grateful for your time that's the sheikh mustafa hamid and thankfully i also have the deputy attorney general also here uh, with us mr thank you so much for joining us uh, this morning you are the early birds today any particular reason thank you very much sister you know if you are coming to cast a very good vote you must come early cast it go back and relax so i just came early to cast my vote incidentally i have to go to sujani so i'm going to catch a flight this morning and then get my my home region i know where that vote went to the early bird vote where did it go the, the, the person i voted for is going to win so by 4 p.m or by 6 you definitely know where, where i voted that's a very political answer. Is it Dr. Baumia, Kennedy, Japan, and Denimo? There are four persons. So, so I voted for one. The one I voted for is going to win massively 
this afternoon. Let's wait and then see. But interestingly, Sunyani East, we know there's a situation there. Um, your fellow constituents there will not be able to vote. What exactly is the resolution to this? You have the opportunity to cast yours. How about the others? What will happen? Yes, at the Sunyani, there are some legal issues. It, it, it started somewhere in January last year. And I think somewhere in May last year, the High Court in Sunyani set aside the album of Sunyani East. So legally speaking, you don't have any delegate in Sunyani, so that's how come they are not voting. But I'm sure the party resolved this issue so that moving forward, Sunyani will have its delegates. I'll allow you to catch the flight. We'll get to interact more much later. Thank you so much. And that's uh, the Deputy Attorney General, Alfred Tiaibwa, there interacting with us. And he's one of the early birds, like I said, who have been able to cast their vote. William Yamwa is there. We'll get to interact with him. If you can see behind me in your shots, the EC officials were here very early uh, to set up for that voting to start. So out of the 463, I can say that five persons already have cast their vote here at the National MPP headquarters. Evans, I was telling you earlier, also about the posters and thankfully Mr. Yamwa is here um, I've just okay, been able to yeah. he's walked into my shot so I've grabbed him thank you so much Mr. Yamwa uh, for joining us for me okay. I know it's a busy morning for you already yeah, yes, okay. but let's walk through what is expected at the NPP headquarters today okay thank you very much good morning to your listeners um, this morning we are expecting um, voting to go on smoothly with that it's just and um, we hope that everybody will turn out. We're going to have 100% turnout um, because this is a, a crucial moment for the party and a moment for us to select a candidate or a leader for the party. And everybody is enthused about it. That's what we are looking for. We're just only praying that there wouldn't be any natural occurrence like rain or something like that to disrupt the process. Well, for, for the avoidance of doubt, I know that 463 persons are expected to cast their ballot here, including the president, Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, amongst others. But amongst the four candidates, I know Dr. Baumia. How about the others? Do we know if um, Dr. Usufi Yakoto, who is a patron, will also be casting his ballot? Yes. Yes. Um, um, Honorable Afri Yakoto will cast his vote here. He's a... Uh, one of the uh, 15 members of the patrons selected to cast their votes here. Okay, and you're expecting Adenimo to cast elsewhere, isn't it? Adenimo, no. Um, he's not, he doesn't fall under any of the categories. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then walk through um, the process for us uh, for today in terms of the entire event. After this, uh, we know that you're heading to uh, the Ohini Jan Sports Stadium amongst others. Let's walk through the entire process as we have you now. Okay, thank you. Um, the guidelines um, by 7 o'clock, all things being across the country, voting should start. Um, after voting, um, which ends 2 p.m., we will count the votes at the various voting centers and announce the results, after which we transmit the uh, result to the EC regional headquarters for coalition. Then we transmit the results to EC headquarters for final coalition. Um, then EC will declare the results, and um, we intend doing it at the sports stadium, across sports stadium, and after which we do um, the final outdooring of the candidate or um, so selected. In your estimation, uh, when is the entire process supposed to come um, to an end? Presumably, I'm thinking around five, six. And the exercise, the whole exercise should come to an end. I see that uh, you've been working all night and amongst others I've seen that all the posters uh, that um, prior to today were all on the walls. It looks like they've all um, disappeared. Uh, you've been working hard. Yes, um, because um, 
part of the guidelines, we don't want to have any aspirant poster, and so we have to uh, ensure that everything is removed. And exactly so we have done that. We don't want to give undue advantage to any individual or aspirant. Mr. Yama, we are grateful uh, for your time. I hope you are not expecting any incidents uh, today amongst uh, others. That's what we are hoping for. And with your support, the media on our side, I think everything will be fine. And I hope you treat the media well. Of course. Stay as, on as always. Okay. As always. Thank as you always. so much. And that's Mr. Yamwa, his secretary uh, to the elections committee, interacting with us here at the NPP headquarters. So there's a lot of activity already underway um, here, unlike what we've seen previously, um, Evans. So uh, this is where we are um, so far. So Evans, I'm sure that we'll get to talk about security also. We had the IGP mention that they will overproduce uh, when it comes to security. And indeed, um, out there on the streets in front of the NPP headquarters, a number of security, the inner perimeters in here, we came into the media and uh, here at the NPP headquarters. And of course, um, there have been a lot of um, tight security when we, we can talk about because obviously uh, we are expecting the president and also the vice president, his wife. We are expecting all the National Council of Elders, uh, ministers, amongst others, former executives amongst others, all here uh, to cast their ballot. So when we talk about the elections, it has already kick-started at the NPP headquarters, Evans. Last night when we were there around uh, 8 p.m., we still had posters of these aspirants splashed all over the walls. This morning, in fact, it was last night around 9.30 when the Deputy General Secretary was on the show with us. He was telling us that they've cleared the walls of the posters. But an hour before, we were there live and we saw them. You can confirm that the posters have been removed. I can confirm, Evans, and I'm sure that uh, the election headquarters and all the pressure that you've given the party on this, as at the time that uh, uh, Haruna Mohammed was on the show with you, he mentioned that it had been removed. Most of us doubted that, but that was the first thing I looked out for this morning. There is no poster of Dr. Mahmoud Baumia on the walls. I haven't seen any of Dr. Husui Friyakoto. There was a very huge one right at the entrance, at the security post, at the NPP headquarters. I particularly looked out for it this morning. I checked. It's not there. I haven't seen any of Kennedy or Henia Japong. Neither have I seen one of Adenimo on the walls, at least on the walls of the NPP headquarters. But, you see, um, just when I looked up, I'm sure you see if we'll pan the camera for you to see. Just when I looked up at the security pole, no, it's the uh, electricity pole, the street light up there. There's one just looking at me, and it's Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. That must have eluded the officials when they were removing it. And this is vote Dr. Mahmoud Baumia number four. is right up there. Right up there on the security post. The street light right there. And I'll take more pictures for you to see. I'm sure that must have eluded them, Evans. So one up there is there. Still there, Evans. And I like the point you made about it. It's looking at you. <laughs> later on, later on, we would be going to the... It's definitely looking right at me. It's definitely, <laughs> yes, right looking at right at you. Uh, let, let, give us a sense of, I know you are in the team, you're leading the team on the ground there. We also have a bit more ground to cover, both with the Electoral Commission and also at the Ohenijan Sports Stadium, but with the aspirants themselves. We have embeds with them. Give us a sense of the plan going into today.
Okay, I would not want to give everything away, but I can tell you for sure that Dr. Mahmoud Baumia's team, we are in there. We have a team in Dr. Wusu Afriakoto's team as well. We are embedded in there. Ade Nimo will be giving you everything that is happening in his camp as well. Ken Ohenie Jepong, all the way in the Asin Central constituency, we are in his team as well. So when it comes to all the candidates, we've got you covered. This is your election headquarters and we'll definitely bring you all the updates and everything when it comes to uh, the candidates. At the EC headquarters also, we are bringing you live action until the last ballot is counted by the EC officials right on the ground and also from the election EC headquarters I must say. Then all the way um, to the Oheni Jansport Stadium for the final declaration and the last speeches until the last seat is folded. Your election headquarters will bring you everything that you need to know. You are missing nothing when you stay with the election headquarters, Evans. MFA, thank you very much. And this is where you want to be because we have this covered for you across the country. Talking about across the country, and we're talking a lot about the Ashanti region. It's going to be massive in deciding which of these two individuals emerged victorious. And we know he is looking to sweep the Ashanti region and assert his dominance there in the party's stronghold. Wayne has touched on that. So let's go to the Ashanti region now. Let's go to Nana Yaojima, who is standing by uh, for us uh, this morning. Nana, we are expecting a lot from delegates in the Ashanti region. Have they started voting yet? Chasing JHS, and this is where the Mensia South um, constituency is voting. Now, aside the Mensia South constituency voting here at St. Louis demonstration, we also have the party executives, that's the original executives of the NPP, joining them to cast their ballots here. Um, not long ago, um, the um, EC cleared the way for the election itself to commence and as you can see some of them are already in the queue i had with me earlier um chairman went to me that's the npp um ashanti region mpp um chairman he wanted to cast his ballot first so he had to leave me and go through the process so he just finished casting his ballot that's chairman went to me in your shot um he just finished casting his ballots and he has folded the um ballot paper nicely and just placed it in the ballot box. I'm trying to have a conversation with him. Earlier he told me that he wanted to cast his ballot and after casting his ballot he would be here to speak to us. So um, Chairman went to me um, um, is having some conversation with some party officials and obviously um, as he promised when he is done he will have um, a brief interview with us here on Joy News. Chairman, good morning and welcome to Joy News. Uh, yes sir. So Chairman, you just went through the process. How was it? It's okay, very smooth. So, um, Ashanti Region is expecting um, almost 36,000 um, delegates come, come into various um, constituencies and cast their ballots. Um, how are you anticipating this election to go? Oh, it's going to be peaceful, as you can see. You know, everybody is calm, the security also is here, and also you can see how transparent the EC has started their work. And everybody who know you are a delegate once you come your name and everything is there 
my constituency chairman in Manchia South, Richard, uh, voted first, and I voted second. You know, so it's done deal. It's done deal. I voted second. So, so um, within the various constituencies, I know that there are a number of people who have queued this morning to vote. Um, what are some of the issues that you've been picking from these um, constituencies? You have intelligence there. What are no, the issues? It's, there? it's too, it's too early. You know. No, what are the reports that you've been picking at from the these moment, areas? At the moment, it's okay. You know, we, as for instance, here we have a prosy here, and everything. Uh, the constituency will have a bond, a region will also will have a bond. We have one we have sent from the national also to the EC. EC doesn't manufacture abons. You know, the abons started from constituency. Then uh, region will take it. He make a photocopy and keep it, send another one to national. And then the constituency also will So I don't think it's going to. And. Uh, with serious notes, we know ourselves. It's not, it's not like uh, angels are coming to come. We are not expecting any angels or aliens to come. So it's a very simple thing I think we always do. So it's, it's going to be peaceful. And uh, it's, it's going to be peaceful. Nobody is going to do anything. Yes. Thank you very much. That's the Ashanti Region NPP Chairman, Chairman um, Bernard Ntribuosiaku, popularly known as Chairman Utmi. Chairman Richard is also the constituency chairman for the Mencia South, um, popularly known as TomTom. Tom. Uh, chairman, it's early days yet. Um, things look very calm here um, in the Mencia South constituency. And what are the measures you've put in place to ensure, even though the, the party is not playing any active role, I know that you've spoken to your delegates even before this election. What are some of the measures put in place to ensure that this place has come as expected. You know, this is a family election. You can see that the EC is ready. Voting has started. I mean, we have security in place. You've already spoken to our delegates. So what we are looking for is that at the end of the day, we have a peaceful election. So, uh, and your place part of the places that some people are complaining of their names being missing from the albums? I mean, that's a report that we've, we've, we've got, but we are yet to cross-check from the regional and national and see what we can do. So um, there are some people whose names are missing here? Yes, yes. yes. I mean, even the, 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 the proxy, we didn't, we didn't even get it. As I'm saying, that we're trying to talk to regional and talk to national and see how we can rectify it. Thank you very much, Chairman. So, um, as we reported yesterday, there are some constituencies that have challenged with the voter register, the albums. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Um, according to the information that we've been picking on the ground, there are some names of delegates missing in some of the albums. For instance, yesterday the Asokwa constituency was at the um, EC headquarters in the Ashanti region to get this rectified. Chairman Wuntumi also mentioned this challenge. Now, what is being is that the party is supposed to internally deal with these issues, report it to the appropriate quarters, and if possible, um, the, these issues, if they, are, they get them rectified, a message will be sent to the EC to you know, add the names of these missing people to the register. Until then, the EC on the grounds that's within the constituencies will not allow people who have their names missing in their albums to get their way through or to cast their ballots. So presently, we are here at the Mensha South constituency, and as you can see, things are very calm. Um, delegates, various delegates, um, you know, they walk from the uh, the, the the outside. Per they walk into. The
the inner perimeter, go through the process, check their names, and walk straight into the um, the ballot area, cast their ballots, and peacefully and calmly, immediately you are done. The information that the police and the EC has given is that um, immediately you cast their ballot, you cast your ballot, you make your way out of the area. If you can, if you want to observe, you should observe from a distance, but not anywhere within the inner perimeter. The only people who are allowed within the inner perimeter are party agents of the various um, candidates. The, and people who are accredited to cast their ballots. Immediately you cast your ballot, you, you, you walk out. Um, behind me or behind these barricades are policemen. This, these are the security people. They are the people who have been designated to join the AC and show that this election is peaceful and very calm. You can, I can count more than 15 policemen stationed here at the um, St. Louis demonstration JHS to ensure that the, the election is very calm here. So as Chairman me and other um, party executives mentioned, the, the album issues are being dealt with at the constituency and the regional level. And if they see that there's a genuine concern, um, they forward it to the national level for these issues to be dealt with. So this is what has happened here presently at the Louis demonstration. Before we came on air, we touched base with other people or um, other correspondents within the various constituencies in the Ashanti region. We were earlier at the Oforukum constituency and um, things are very calm there. Election was yet to start by the time we were living there. Um, I, I, I know that at, at by now that the election within the Forum constituency is started and um, I can report that things within Forum is uh, very calm um, uh, just as we are witnessing here at the Mensia South. Or that it stays that way throughout the day. The last time the party met and had the superdelegates conference there was some violence reported across the country. The party today has said the police will take charge, arrest people and prosecute them. Uh, Dampari himself has assured that this is going to be one of the uh, incident-free elections as far as he's concerned. He's deployed the men, and as you can see there, they're doing the job and doing it well so far. Let's go to Bantama, uh, another key area to watch for us in the Ashanti region. As you see him there, uh, my colleague is joining me, Nana Yabwache. Nana, what's the situation where you are? Uh, I can see in the queue to your right, uh, as we've been reporting from Nanaya Ojima, they are queuing to vote. Oh, I can see the queue behind you. This is exactly, up and exactly, running. Evans. The queue behind me, we expected um, close to 867 delegates to participate in the electoral process here at the Bantama constituency, the constituency of the Minister in Charge of Housing, Aston So you can see the delegates have been queuing right here behind me and the process has started. The first person started his vote. He has left, and other delegates are queuing to participate in the process. Over 19 polling centers um, come together uh, to form the Bantama constituency. So we would have um, 867 delegates participating in this particular electoral process and to elect a flag bearer for the New Patriotic Party. The process started not long ago. We have um, polling agents for various candidates seated right behind me. As you can see, let me let me paint the picture clearly to you. Um, well, polling agents for various candidates are seated. They are monitoring the process, and in no time, um, we would have numbers. In fact, they are expecting a whole number of people 
to be trooping in to participate in the exercise um, from around um, 8 o'clock because it started not long ago. And then at exactly 2 p.m., um, the EC um, officer here promises that the process will indeed come to an end. Earlier, I painted a picture to you. I sent videos of security men here um, making sure that the process is smooth and peaceful at the end of it all. Um, as the IGB promised, he would give security an overdose of security to the new patriotic party. And indeed, we have an overdose of security present at the Bantama constituency. The election is currently happening at the Portrait Center at Patapetiaxe. So, Evans, you can see the number of people here. Over 867 delegates are expected because they are voting the Bantama constituency. Queuing up uh, at quite a long queue, but then each and everybody here in the Bantama constituency would have the chance to cast a vote for his or her preferred candidates, i.e. Dr. Elijah Mahmoud Baumia, Kennedy Wahine Japan, Dr. Fri Yakuto, and Francis Adeinimo. So yes, Evans, the electoral process has started. It will end at exactly 2 p.m. And then later in the day, we will know who will lead the MPP to break the 8th come 2024. 867 delegates out of the close to 35,000 delegates who are expected to vote in the Ashanti region will be participating in the process here at the Bantama constituency. The process started at exactly 7 a.m. and it will end at exactly 2 p.m. That is according to the EC officer here. Um, people are in. A number of them are still coming outside the Apatokasiase. We have people standing out there and then security making sure that everything is smooth and peaceful. Um, quite a number. 867 is quite a number. But then they promise that at the end of the process, each and everybody here would have the chance to cast their vote for their preferred candidate. I can see the CEO of State Housing over there, and he's also joining the queue to also cast his vote for his preferred candidate. However, clearly, at 7 a.m. on the dot, we had um, delegates casting their vote. No delay here at the Vancouver constituency, and we are sure, as according to the EC officer, that exactly 2 p.m. would have um, the electoral process coming to an end. Mm. Thank you very much, Nanabwache uh, Yadam, there joining us uh, from Bantama. I want to take you to a constituency that will be of attention, but also uh, of interest to a lot of us here in the Asin Central constituency. You see him in my shot there. Uh, we can go and speak to Alfred Amu, who is on the ground for us in the Asin Central constituency. Why is that important, Alfred? Why is Asin Central so important uh, today for us? political watchers, and obviously as we bring this coverage to our, our, our viewers across the world. All right, Evans, I, I think this is very important. I mean, this consensus is very important because um, Honorable Kennedy Japan is one of the aspirants in this presidential race, and his uh, constituency is ascending. In fact, he's the current MP here. So everybody is waiting to see what happens at the end of the poll. But uh, Evans, at, uh, out of the over 18,000 voters expected to vote in the central region, out of that, 511 are expected to vote in the Asian Central constituency. Out of that, um, 15 of them are electoral area coordinators, um, 17 are constituency executives, test con 2, and then MC1, then uh, council of elders 1. Uh, these are uh, the 511 uh, delegates expected to vote here. Uh, when you convert, I came here around 5.30, but um, the electoral commission officials came here around um, a few minutes to 6 o'clock. They set everything up very early, 
and um, uh, the delegate also came in. In fact, when you come to Athens and uh, the consensus is very big. There were certain um, polling stations which uh, is very far from Athens Centre with the district capital. So those people started coming in very early, and as we speak, voting just started. Uh, people have started voting. And in terms of security, in fact, when you come here, there were a lot of security personnel here making sure that everything is very peaceful. So when you come here, every, everything is, is okay. Honorable Kennedy Japan, who is an aspirant in this race, is also in town, though he's not yet in the uh, voting centre, but he's in town, and we expect him to vote today. Uh, so when he comes, we will try and have a word with him and see how he's expecting the whole process. So everyone's voting has started. Everything is going on smoothly here. So uh, by 2 p.m., like uh, organizer of the election says, probably everything will come to an end, and we will see what happens at the end of the day. Expecting that Kennedy-Pon will be coming there to vote with his entourage? Sure. Um, in fact, I, I saw him yesterday in the evening, and I spoke to him. He told me he will be here, though he will be moving around the country, but because he wants to vote, he will be voting here, and after that he will go to wherever he wants to go and monitor uh, the election. So he will be coming. So we are here waiting for him. When he comes, we will surely get in touch with him and see what uh, he wants to see the whole process. And uh, I'm curious, on the ground there, considering that one of the road is in the race, what has been the reaction? What sort of activity are you seeing? Has he, has he turned the place into his, his headquarters of a sort, coordinating the national campaign? Because for all of the aspirants, going back to their base is absolutely critical. Well, um, I haven't seen uh, like coalition center or something here as maybe headquarters for Honorable Ken. I don't know where that particular quarter will be located, though. But um, I haven't seen it yet. But when you come to Asin Fosu, which is the digital uh, capital for Asin Central, in fact, when you listen to radio stations, when you go to the marketplaces, uh, people are saying, in fact, this is the first time somebody from Asin is also contesting uh, to this very high office. So you hear people uh, who are deep-rooted in the NDC and other political parties, or, I mean, supporting Honorable Canadian Japan, that is, you vote for him and all that. So when you come here, everybody, everybody, almost everybody is uh, 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 in support of the candidacy of Honorable Kennedy. But you get one or two people who, are, who have also been able to come out boldly to say that they support the vice president. But those people are not many. When you go to town marketplaces and all other public places, uh, everybody is talking about Honorable Kennedy on radio and all other places. So... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very confident that maybe at the end of the day, uh, I won't be surprised when Honorable in Japan wins here. Yeah. Mm. And you're also our central regional correspondent. Let's have a regional picture uh, as far as this is concerned. Kennedy Japan in the Superdelegates Conference performed really well in the central region. You've been talking to people, picking up the pulse among delegates in the region generally. Do you get a sense that he will take that performance into today? Uh, sure, Evans. Um, probably he will win. But um, I cannot confidently say that maybe uh, he's going to win overwhelmingly where maybe the vice president will not get something in the central region. The vice president will surely get something. But uh, per the interviews are conducted with some people in the region, 
uh, Honorable Kennedy Apoy is likely to win. Uh, what I've discussed with people, especially the delegates uh, from other constituencies, as in South, as in North, as in North, in fact, you could see uh, people who are uh, constituency executives coming out openly to say that they, they support Honorable Kennedy Japan, which is not quite normal because, you see, from national to regions, uh, the big wins are supporting. You see them supporting. Uh... HomeSense grants you supreme gifting glory. Amazing everyday savings is just half the story. Aisles of surprising I want that finds. And I saw it first gifts arrive all the time. Think super plush throws and leather armchairs. Cool modern wall art they love to make theirs. A designer coffee table book that's just so them. Deluxe puzzles, wooden board games, also gems. Have them today. Where'd you get this gifts of all shapes and sizes? Home Sense. Standout gifts. Outstanding prices. Hey, California, when Shopify says you can sell anywhere, they mean it. Whether you're hiking Yosemite or relaxing at Tahoe, Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform that simplifies selling to anyone from anywhere. Because with Shopify, you can monitor inventory, track sales, fulfill and ship orders from anywhere with an internet connection. Join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide, including right here in California. Sign up for a $1 trial at shopify.com slash free 23. Shopify.com slash free 23. We're an Instacart family. Oh my goodness, we saved so much time with same-day grocery delivery. So we joined Instacart Plus. And now we're saving more money. We get unlimited free delivery on orders over $35. 5% credit back on pickup. And a family account to shop together. Did you know members save $460 a year when they order at least once a week? I do now. See how much you'll save. Visit instacartplus.com for two weeks free. Average savings exclude membership fee. Individual savings may vary. Credit back excludes alcohol. Paid membership auto renews. Additional terms apply. Vice President Baumia. So, getting people like constituency executive who boldly come out confidently to say they support Honorable uh, Kennedy Japan means that they work. Uh -huh. I've spoken to a lot of them, and I'm very sure that at the end of the day, Honorable Kennedy Japan uh, is likely to win the region. But uh, that's not to say that maybe the Vice President will perform poorly in the region. He'll get something. But at the end of the day, uh, per the interviews I've conducted so far, the Action Central and the Honorable Japan is likely to win in the region. Mm. And that is a very important point indeed uh, to consider uh, in that part of the country. And I, I quickly want to show you uh, Kennedy Japan's performance there in the central region in the Superdelegates Conference because it is important to look at how you do, how you do uh, in your stronghold, in your home base, in your uh, real constituency. And if you look at him there uh, in the Superdelegates Conference on the screen here on the smart wall, he brought in 19, 19 votes in the special uh, electoral college votes that was held just before we, we came into today to whittle down the number to, to five. And that was important because it's the second highest number of votes that he secured across the country, where if you take away the, his performance at the headquarters. And, and the headquarters was important for a lot of reasons. We'll talk about that pretty shortly. But he delivered in his, in his home region. Just he still as, didn't win. He still didn't win in his home region. He didn't. Because I want to quickly go, I quickly go to the vice president. Because the vice president did uh, quite well there as well. Because if you look at the vice president's performance uh, in the central region here. 25. 25. 25. Yes, he beat Kent. 25. So he beat Kent in yeah. his own region. Yeah. In his home region. And that is very important. As we do the battle of your strongholds. Battle of your home constituency in this case, the, yeah. that was for the vice president, battle of his home region, right? Whereas he swept 
the vice president swept his home region clean. Can all, votes, upon, yeah. all votes, yeah, all votes. Kennedy Pond obviously didn't quite do the same in his home reading when it came to head-to-head, -head, the vice president and himself. How much are we read into that? Well, I mean, you, you, you can actually make the point that, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, in the superdelegates conference, mm. these were constituency chairmen and these were regional executive and some members of parliament. They're easy to actually identify and say, do this, okay? Uh, however, in the main election, you have f about 18,000 people. Okay, about, I mean, thousands of people going out there to vote. Can you whip all of them in line? Mm. The same argument can also be made for the vice president to say, well, if these people voted for the vice president, they may as well vote for him in the main election. But as we've heard the man on the ground say, a lot of people, because Kennedy Japan comes from the region, he's been very popular in the region, he's been talking about a lot of things. And he's been very benevolent in and the region. engaged a lot. It may, it may go for him. It's one of the things you expect from him. But also let me make this point. This is the region I'll be looking at for our sin central. If he doesn't win convincingly, in fact, it's one of the first results you look out for. Mm. If he doesn't win convincingly in our sin central, forget it. He's done. Because if you cannot win in your own background, in your own backyard, nobody's going to take you. So the very people who know you the most, if they don't vote for you, that's the end of your elections. You know, that's the conversation we have now about Francis Adai anymore, right? The, yeah. the conversation about he not even having the popularity required to engage in his own hometown, which makes it difficult. They ask, where is your constituency? Where is the place you draw your strength from? So if he's unable to make that massive impact today in the central region, because now the yeah, excuses are done. You can't. Yeah. Claim that because we're super delegates and they are all appointees, perhaps of government in very varied forms, really that's why they decided to do so. Now we brought it down to a larger number. This number, uh, it's really supposed to be a number you should be able to control. And let's not forget, he's coordinating campaign there before. He's been very active in the politics of the central region, like he's been in other regions. So if Ken is unable to show proof, that this is an area that I can control and that I'm bringing and certifying the central region for you. Because let's not forget, one of the key things that Abame has been saying is that, listen, since I came on board, we are improving our chances in northeast, in the northern regions. Mm. Ken should be able to say, it is no longer a swing region because of me. Now we've moved it into a stronghold of the NPP permanently. And it should start from this point. And that point is so important. You know, the shots you see in there are shots of the... Uh, shots of the uh, MPP headquarters, uh, and we're seeing that uh, activity is building up there. And now we'll get uh, MFR Power to give us context of what we're seeing there. It appears one of the uh, dignitaries uh, is arriving yeah. to Cassis Bala. We expect that the, uh, the president will be voting there. I understand it's Kandapa, the national security minister, yeah, who's yeah. just uh, turned up there to vote. We'll be going there live. We'll try and get an interview with him uh, because it's important. Of course, the police is in charge of what is happening, exactly. but for him... He's also interested in ensuring that this ends without incident. He's a national security minister after all. But let's go back to the point you're making about Kennedy Japan and his own performance in this, in this region. Both of you have made the point. If you're not performing in your own home constituency, your own home region. But, but let's ask the question about Kennedy Japan. Um, so now he's elevated from just playing politics at the constitutional level to playing politics at the national, national level. level yeah. Yeah. So we, need, we now need to hold him to what he does, what his influence does, to the party in the central region, considering that it's a swing region. We've, asked, we've made that same argument yeah. of Alan Chamante and what he did in analysis we did the time that he was part of the, of the presidential uh, race, what he did for Nanado in, Ash, in Ashanti region, for example. Yeah. We actually haven't asked that question of Kennedy Dupont. 
Is it fair now to be asking that question of him right now that he's been he's been he's put himself out there to want to lead the party? And then asking questions of what is he doing for the MPP in the central region? In fact, in times past, if there is anybody that and he says that a lot, he actually touts that more than any other person I know. That when the uh, forgive me, I need, forgive me. I need to go to Elton Bobe right now, who is standing by the MPP headquarters, uh, having a conversation uh, with uh, Isaac Osei right now. Let's go live. Of a leader, someone whom you can call your president, you know, and and, and that's it. And I'm I'm very proud to be able to say that I voted for the man who, in my view, is the best among the lot. And who, in my view, also will be the next president of our country. And who is this person? Dr. Baumia, of course. There's absolutely no doubt about it. You know, the what he has shown, you know, his campaign going, and he has targeted the delegates while some people are playing to the gallery. But that's, that's, that's their business. So, so what, what makes you so sure that Baumia is the one who can break the aid for the party? Um, because of his own personal attributes. You know, people have tried to stay in Baumia, but it just won't stick. You know, because of the way he himself has carried, he has carried himself very well, you know, in the political arena. And I'm very proud, you know, to be able to call him my leader. I'm very happy. You, you, in, in terms of experience in the party, in terms of governance and everything, you have it all. From ambassador to uh, uh, CEO to member of parliament. And in 2010, 2010, you contested the presidential sort of the party. At this stage, for those who are contesting, what should, what, what should be running through their minds? Oh, at this stage, you are hoping you will win. But deep down, you know you may not win. And I was quite sure, you know, on that day in 2010, that I was not going to win. And that uh, it was not a contest, actually, because Nanaya Kufuadu was way ahead of all of us. Chamatin was second, but he was a distant second. And his victory... Just put up a face? No. I mean, you, you, you fight a fight, it doesn't work. You, you get on with your life. Okay. And then you support the... So I went around the country supporting Naneku Fuado. Okay. But this time, I think that I'm voting for the winner. Last time, I voted for myself. Okay. And I'll stay. But this time, I'm going to, I, I, I voted for the winner. And I'll be very happy uh, to play any role that he may think uh, fit uh, for me in his campaign. So that he becomes the president of the Republic of Ghana. I'll be very proud to call Dr. Baumia my president. I don't know about that, others, but I, without any equivocation, will say that Dr. Baumia is the best candidate. Thank you very much, Mr. Zico. As uh, the outcome of today's uh, Congress of the MPP, also a stalwart of the party, a former member of parliament for Asukwa, former mayor of Kumasi, former deputy minister, and now currently the chief executive officer of uh, you're welcome to join us. Thank you. How did it go? It's been a while. Well, you know, I was a little bit under the weather. Yes. But I'm fully recovered. Yeah. Yeah. So I can see that on you. Yeah. So uh, I'm back. Yeah. Okay. And you made time to come and exercise your franchise. Of course. Of course. I, I need to come and do the right thing. Is the party, let me, let, let me ask, if you're able to tell us who you voted for among the four? It's possible. Mm -hmm. Tell me. That's it. It's possible that the slang in town, mm. you'll get it later. So why did you vote for him? Well, I believe all the four candidates are good. I've known all, all fact, I started a primary school with Akuto. Mm. Uh, Ken has been a lifelong uh, friend. Mm -hmm. I've, I've known, of all of them, I've known 
Baumia probably around 2002, since 2002. I know a lot of, I know them. I, I work very closely with Adenimo. In fact, I call him Munye Munye, and he understands what I'm saying. So I know them. They are all very good. They all have something to put on the table. Um, but around this time, I believe Baumia represents the best opportunity for the MPP. But he will need all of them. And that's why I'm very careful how I choose my words. That he will need all of them. Finally, they are all working together. And I think that we should create the, the environment for them to be able to work together. Um, so that's, that's my position. I mean, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. What is it that we don't know? That to the extent that we have people like you, former powerful executives of the party, members of parliament, ministers of state, CEOs, uh, executives of the party, openly declaring for Dr. Baumia. What is it that we don't know that you are, you are not telling us? I think you know. The guy has been a, a vice president. He's been a vice presidential candidate several times. I think the third time he, they won. But he's been a, a vice presidential mm -hmm. candidate. So he's had opportunity to interact with party people. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I knew him even before he became a, 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 a household name. Yeah. He has, he's a very good person. He's a great person. But doesn't that question the fairness of the entire process? What people, influential people like yourself, should be seen to be neutral, but whether you're always behind one person? No, no, I mean, I'm here to vote. If I'm supposed to be neutral, they will tell me, in don't vote. Pub, in terms of public, public pronouncements? No, because of what we've seen about him. He is, he is a good person. He represents the good values of this country. And I think that uh, we need to project it. Yeah. How is Giwa doing, by the way? We are back. We are back. We are now even going out into places like the United States. Not just the African market, but the national market. And I think that Giwa has a huge opportunity to be one of the best companies in Ghana. Yeah. Thank you very much, and uh, it's actually great seeing you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Mr. Juma is a former mayor of Kumasi, former MP, currently the chief executive officer of Gihok, and he just spoke to us. And you see, if, if you are listening and watching and the people we are speaking to from here, we just spoke to uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Isaac Ose, former ambassador, and all of them <laughs> appears to even campaigning for one candidate even though the, the process or the, the, the time for campaigning ended but we are here at the party headquarters and we'll bring you everything that happens here thank you very much that's uh, elton there you can see the activity uh, behind him uh, the uh, soldiers have arrived also the president is going to be casting his ballot there the vice president also at the mpp headquarters and that explains why you see so much activity when it comes to security on the ground there. We'll go back there once we see a bit more uh, activity on the ground. Elting is still staying with me. Uh, and, and Elting, I can see a lot of soldiers now on the ground. Before we're talking to MFR Pau, uh, we were looking at uh, police officers. This is a, a significant deployment there. Earlier, uh, we saw a vehicle driving, uh, apparently to cast a ballot. We understand the National Security Minister is there now, voting. What more do we know?
Okay. I'll say if you can hear me. I can see a lot of uh, activity behind you right now, that the soldiers have been deployed in force. Is there an indication that the president will be arriving there pretty shortly, or even Baumia? But also, we got a, a sense that the national security minister is already on the ground. If you can give us a sense of what more we know about these. Okay, uh, we will get back there and get the clarity. Uh, we don't want you to miss anything. The president is going to be voting uh, this morning. We expect the vice president to also vote there uh, this morning. Uh, Elting, can you hear me all right? Come back in here. Uh, we'll be going to the, uh, the northern region pretty shortly as we sort out the uh, connection uh, to Elton there. A lot of activity happening there at the MPP headquarters. We're having a conversation. We'll go to the northern region shortly because, of course, that's where uh, Barmia also identifies as his home region. But we're asking a question before we, we crossed over. That is it time now to be asking the question of Kennedy and Japan, what he's brought to the table beyond his constituency in the central region? 2021 in January there, I did some um, analysis of the MPP's performance in the central region. So <clears throat> if you look at Mega Party, if you look at um, President Akufar, he won in 19 of those constituencies. Mm -hmm. But the NPP members of parliament actually had, the parliamentary election had 10 and the NDC had 13. Mm -hmm. Now you want to ask yourself a lot of questions. And at the time, the suggestion, I mean, based on all the analysis we had done, points to the fact that the MPP lost in a lot of the Galamse areas, a lot of the mining areas, because we were not happy at the time with how the MPP had conducted things. One of the things where the central region, and I mean, is the, is the fact that we know it's a swing region. Mm. Okay, we know it's a swing region. So you want to ask yourself, um, what Kennedy Japan has done in the central region? Kennedy Japan, yes, has been very, very critical in the central region, but he's one person who touts his credentials as cutting across the country. Mm. So he, he, he doesn't tell you, he tells you, I supported 17 parliamentary candidates. Uh -huh. And these are not candidates in the central region. He supports candidates in other parts of the country. He tells you, I donated over 100 vehicles to the NPP in 2008. And that's not just in the central region, it's in other constituencies. And so, because he's somebody who goes around campaigning for a lot of people in different regions, different constituencies outside the central region, you, you, you wouldn't want to attribute the performance of the central region to Kennedy. But that can be a critique because the party needs him more in the central region, a swing region. Yeah. And instructively, the party lost that region when it comes to parliamentary elections yeah. in the last one. So if he's going around the country telling people I'm sponsoring candidates elsewhere, but the party, my submission is the party needs you more in the central region than other places. If you can sponsor candidates, you're better off spending that money in a region where you know you hold influence and sway. I think he suffers from that problem where they look at people who have been instrumental in national campaign and pull them from their regions to do a bigger work. Let me list some of the things he had stated categorically and shared to many people as part of his achievements. Of course, some of these things are very difficult to verify. He talked about he having to donate pickups in the previous elections. 1996, said he donated 15 pickups. 2000, 50 pickups. 2004, 100 pickups. 2008, 245 Tata pickups. 77 Russian trucks. He again said he disbursed $2 million, which enabled the party to embark on the 2008 presidential runoff. Then, listen, he said he also guaranteed for a $2 million loan to one Mr. Bill, and then Apoku took from a Chinese person. And moved on to say he single-handedly sponsored MPP for the Tamale Congress. 
after then General Secretary Leitzer John issued letters to all regional chairmen stating MPP's inability to hold the National Congress because of financial challenges. He tracks back to 2016 where he says um, he paid 120 out of the 240 pickups he purchased from the USA for their party after the party failure to clear the remaining 120 within the space that was required. Then he said he had actually sponsored 11 photo used clothing, which were distributed to electorates in the year 2016. This is all coming from, and, and it's a long list of things that, so he doesn't say, I am concentrating in the central region. If I picks up even northern region MPs, goes to them and say, when Bahamia was not giving you a password, no matter how long he's been in power, I was the one sponsoring your campaign. Yeah. I came here and distributed money to people, which got you elected. So you are being quite unfair to me, if, even if you are going to support me, openly supporting my opponent in this conversation. But strategy-wise, political strategy-wise, is he better focusing on a region where he calls his base mm -hmm. or dissipating the resources yes. across the country. That's the question we are asking. Let's That's what we are trying to drill let's down. Let's compare him to the other big boys who are playing, playing the games. game. Exactly. Brian the champion in the Eastern region, on the Kwaru Ridge, first and foremost. He has a lot of control now, and today you can never leave Brian the champion out of any major political conversation in the Republic of Ghana because he has even MPs, colleague MPs, who say he is the man who helped us into the role. So we are beholden to him, and we are likely to listen to him on that one. Let's also extend to the other areas. This is the same role that Matthew Pukupempe is increasingly becoming in the Ashanti region. Ashanti region yeah. There are MPs, there are people who are national executives of the MPP today, who are consistently also leading up to him and looking up to him for whatever direction they have to go in the new patriotic party. Perhaps if Kennedy Japan knew as of 2016, or as of 2012, or as of the date is dates back into the 90s, that this ambition could be next, like the way the Nana and Nanko Akufuados were doing, like the way Kofi Konentuapeku, for example, had contested like five times. Yeah. So he knew right from then that he wanted to do something like this. If Ken knew that was where he wanted to go, he would have perhaps be more calculated in the kind of help he gave out there, showing proof that I control a region and bringing that region to the table for negotiation. Wait a second. And you see, see, I have said it before. Ken did not know he was going to contest mm -hmm. this. He had never planned this all this. But if he had, he, had, he wouldn't have done this. You, you, know, you know what? But they've been saying in the party, no, Diagro Nafa. Ah, well, <laughs> you know, you could be right there. <laughs> so, and you see, because of what we're discussing today, it's the reason if you listen to Canadian Japan, he doesn't tell you that I want central region for you, so vote for mm -hmm. me. He says, I supported the party, so vote for me. I am aware because in 2008... But I, is that an effective message? Well, this, this is the point. This is the point. It's actually worked on a lot of the delegates because I, mean, I don't know whether these things are true or not. What I know is that when it comes to, to the 2008 one, Raymond, and, and the 77 Russian tracks, mm -hmm. I mean, in 2008, I'd gone to see uh, the then Western Regional Minister mm -hmm. and uh, Member of Parliament for Pohawasa um, East at the time. And he was telling me that, oh, Kennedy Japan has actually brought some Russian vehicles. I think it was, okay. uh, was, it, was, was it a ladder or something, okay. you know, into the country to support the party in the 2008 general election. And that was when, for the first time, I heard that he had brought these vehicles. And I was told at the time that he was not giving it to, he was giving it to, uh, he was not giving it to ministers. So if you were a minister, he wasn't going to give it to your constituency. So I know that he brought those vehicles into town. I don't know the number, but what I know 
is that he brought those vehicles. And again, so some of these data that they put out there from his team has also been disputed, specifically yeah. the number of cars that he said to have actually provided his roles within the MPP from the Dabkwabuzai's uh, club and all. Some of them have been disputed. But, of course, others also, like you're saying, provide some support or evidence to back the fact that he's been benevolent, especially during elections, to the various MPs across the country. As a businessman, and Evans, let me make this point before we continue. As a businessman, you want your party to win. Yeah. What is it that if you do, your party wins, and then you get to, I mean, improve upon your business? But, 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 here's, but here's a counter-argument. The counter-argument is the more effective political strategy we've seen over the years is that you start micro, mm -hmm. and you dominate the micro, you consolidate your micro, which is your, your base, you yeah. consolidate your base, and then you use that base to then project the national I'm picture. Or bargain for it. Or bargain for it. No, but, yeah. but the, man, the, man's, the man's dream was not to be president. But, 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 that, but that's, that's the point we are driving at right yeah. now. That he's... Fine. Yes, but, you, he, but you still need to go back to, has he consolidated that base? Especially because that base is a central region. Yeah. Where, where it has proven to be a swing over the years. With the exception, of course, of 20. I am going to make a point. And, and, and that, for me... So, again... We're going to do a contrast between him and Baumia shortly, and then we'll cross over to the northern region. Yeah. You need to show to people, right? It's about votes. You need to show to people that when I play this game and I play with my base, I get my base to deliver votes, yeah. right? Because in the end, this whole contest comes down to who can best help us to get the votes. Exactly. Right? That's what it comes down to. Yeah, Everything else is secondary. Can you deliver me the votes? Okay. So you brought the cars to the, to the, to the national you know, uh, party. But in your core base, your, your constituency, and of course your, the region generally, what have you brought to it to show that because of your influence, Harun Edrisu is a yeah. classic example of yeah. that in the northern region. His influence there is the reason why even when he has that friction with John Mahama, he can't be ignored That's in true. the allocation of ministerial positions, yeah. right? Because you know you don't mess with that guy. When it comes to the northern region, because of his influence in the region generally. But you see. And he takes that to the table each time. And that's why he's impossible to ignore, right? And my argument is that Kennedy Japan politically, strategically, hasn't nurtured the region enough, hasn't nurtured his own regional base and consolidated enough to bring that to the table to make the argument that I can deliver these numbers to you if I really win this race. You see, in a, to the extent where he delivers you the victory in 2024. Evans, you have made a point that Odia Gronafa, these are your words. I have told you <laughs> the man did not, his plan was not to be president. Because if his plan was to be president, he would have done things differently. Yeah. Because his plan was not to be president, he didn't do things differently. And so he, his plan to, en to enhance his business was such that he goes out there to donate to the party. Mm, you made a very important yes, point. get people to appreciate that I have supported the party, and because when the party comes into office, you cannot do without me. You cannot ignore me. That has been Kennedy Dupont's stock in trade. It's always been about business. Business, business, business. Then he realizes... Not about political strategy. No. Not about nurturing your no. base. So then he realizes there's a chance to be... There's a chance he can be president. And then he says, okay, let me throw myself in there. He throws himself in there. NFI. NFI. Then all of a sudden, he's in there, and now he's challenging. being the vice president. And you run for his money. No, no, no. And let's do the contrast, because I want to cross over to the vice president's home region. Now, in contrast to Kennedy Japan, 
the vice president's home region, he's delivered it. Uh, uh, election on election, when he stepped in, and this is the smart wall analysis. So, so just uh, watch where he came in in 2008, which I'm circling here for you. When he came in in the northern region, the NPP was still losing in the northern region. As in the northeast region. In, sorry, in the, in the, this is the northeast region. Northeast, yeah. northeast region, yes, the northeast region. The MPP was still losing in the north. Of course, I mean, when he came in, it was not northeast region. You know, there was a northern region at the time. Uh, so let's put that in context. They were losing there. And the time he, he came in, the first time he attempted together with the current president, they got 35% of the votes. NDC got 53% of the votes. But it is important to look at that number in comparison to what had happened before he had, he had stepped into the, into the picture. Because that, the election before he joined, they were at 32%. So he brought in just about three percentage points, right, into the, into, the, into the picture right after that. Then he did even more, right, in the next elections, in 2012, when he was very vocal again. And people forget, when Baumia came in, he didn't look like a politician in 2000. Anybody remember that? Mm -hmm. This Baumia that we've seen current, this manifestation yes. of Baumia, this current incarnation of him, it was unrecognizable in 2008. He was a quiet, shy politician. Mm -hmm. I say he really matured after 2020, 20, the 2012 election. Yeah. And people will remember him more for the election petition in 2013, where he really showed his mettle. In, so, so then he delivers 44.9% 40, of the votes um, for the party in the 2012 elections and drags down the NDC in the Northeast region to 52.1% there. And remember that this is the time when you had a candidate who also came from, from that part of the country. Well, but this is actually the point. And you see, if you look at it critically, in 2012, Dr. Edward Nasigrimama did not contest. It was in 2012 that, uh, you know, Hassan Ayariga beat him in the primaries and then represented the PNC. And you can see this. However, because in 2016, when Dr. Edward Bahama shows up again, you have, I mean, the performance of the NPP now, even exceeding the NDC, you can say, I mean, so this is the point. While you may want to argue that, okay, at this point in time, uh, Edward Mahama had left. I mean, he was not contesting. So Dr. Bahama may have gained from Edward Mahama's exit. When Edward Mahama shows up again, the NPP increases. And so that would tell you that the NPP at the time, had done more work in the Northeast region and in the northern parts of the region. This is the point. So, and we've talked about where you come from. I mean, it's part of the reason you select running mates or you choose running mates. You're choosing running mates mm -hmm. to actually add up to the presidential candidate. Mm -hmm. In other jurisdictions, you probably don't look at, um, you know, uh, in a lot of the jurisdictions, you look at who can bring you the votes. That's the whole idea. You look at who can bring you the votes. Mm -hmm. And in Ghana, we look at the ethnic balance, the religious balance and everything. And so this is it. Even though here you may want to argue because Muhammad wasn't there, the next performance doesn't, may not support this argument. So you can say that it was just a man from a region that was doing well. In other words, he took the party up when he joined the race in 2008 with 35 points. By his third attempt, he's winning the region. Yeah. He's winning the region for the MPP. Yeah. And then he didn't stop there. Momentum didn't stop. And most often than not, when you, you do this kind of thing where you see the, that intersection, where he 
now narrowly beats yeah. the NDC. And it's important, as you made the point, because you had a Joe Mahama in the race, right? He's, he didn't stop there. He continues the momentum into the 2020 elections. And the 2021, 2020 elections is important for, for many reasons. The party limped over the line. The party nationally. The party. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season, you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available. Instacart. Add life to cart. Limped over the line 2020, and yet he still managed... Save in his home region, still continuing the momentum from the from the previous elections and increasing it to fifty one point four percent, and that's the point we're making about the Japan as opposed to the vice president in terms of okay, going back to your home region in this case home constituency and of course my home region also central region and showing to the people that I can deliver you this arrow that I've drawn here that climbs up even in an election year when nationally we were limping, we we're limping across the line. I was still delivering the momentum and not slowing down from 49.4% to 51.4%. Let's go to the northern region now, the northern region that existed before they have the split into two into the northeast and northern region. Let's go there because, of course, the people there, as Bamiya has shown the special electoral college vote, he sweeps there too. Martina Bugri standing by for us right now. Martina, what's the talk in town, knowing that they believe one of their own is in the race? We just came from, we just came from the central region where, from what we had there, people see him, Kennedy Pond as one of their own, and they're expecting to show up there, the delegates, to represent that when they go into the booth to vote. Is the story the same where you are? Yes, I would say that it's the same where I am. I am at the Tamale Central constituency, where 875 delegates will be voting this morning. Um, the sense I get is that they have one of their own, and so those who are coming in, we have people standing aside and whispering to their ears that, look, we need to give one of our own the opportunity to lead the party come um, 2024. But we also have very bold people. I saw someone who walks in with uh, another candidate, that's Kennedy at Japan's T-shirt, which is so unusual because most people who are actually even supporting him are not able to speak openly that they are supporting him. And so for him to walk in boldly in his T-shirt, um, we, I heard people say they should tell him to remove the T-shirt, but somebody asked that they allow him to wear his T-shirt. Um, security Amatia has been very tight here where we are not allowed to go closer to the center where the election is taking place. And we are told that we, we stay very far from the perimeter where the voting is taking place. And currently, as we speak, we have the police security led here by the Northern Regional Police Commander and the Regional Crime Officer. They are the people leading the security team at the Jubilee Park, where the Tamale Central is holding up its uh, delegate conference. And, and, and Martina, there's a point you made I really want to interrogate a bit more. An individual came to the polling center in a T-shirt identifying himself with another candidate. The party at the press conference uh, held two days ago. The party at the press conference held two days ago, addressed by the general secretary, 
it was emphatic that if you get to the polling station and do that and, and come campaigning or wearing any T-shirt, you are not only asked to leave, the police must actually intervene and arrest you. Do you how, was this, how was this handled? He walked through the entrance where they've been stationed and up to the queue where um, they, they are filing to go in and vote. Um, few people said they should confront him to get him take off the T-shirt. But uh, I think largely they agreed that they should allow him just cast his vote and then leave. I see. So they allowed him to cast a vote whilst advertising and campaigning, obviously, on the, on, the, on the premises where they're casting the ballot and wearing the T-shirt of one of the aspirants. He's still allowed him to cast his ballot. He's in the queue as we speak now. So and, it definitely looks like he's going to cast his vote and then leave. And then we'll be joined shortly by the party's director of, the party's director of elections. Uh, and we'll put that to him. Because the party was very explicit that that should not happen. It is a reason why this morning at the party's headquarters in Accra, they have removed all posters from there. Last night when we were there, when we were starting election eve, we went alive, the posters were still there. Once we finished, the party went ahead and, and scraped the place off all posters because the rules are pretty explicit. You cannot get to the polling station and show that you're supporting one candidate or the other. You cannot wear a t-shirt that is branded uh, in the colors or in the image of an aspirant, but he's in the queue casting the ballot, wearing that T-shirt. We'll get some clarity from the party. I want to take it to the Upper East, um, Upper West region right now, where Rafiq Salam is joining me right now. We're going to stay in these, uh, the five regions of the North, uh, as we talk about Barmia a bit more. And uh, Rafiq, what's the situation on the ground? Polling is, from what I understand, underway? Yes, uh, it's been underway for close to two hours uh, in the Upper West region, where over 6,000 Delegates are expected to cast their ballots. I'm currently at the War Central constituency. Uh, the building is a War Technical uh, Institute uh, where 1,048 delegates are expected to cast their ballots a year. Voting the process is going on smoothly uh, here. There haven't been any uh, hitch uh, right uh, here. And so you can see that it's very orderly here. And even the policemen or the security men who are in uniform and also some in mostly are uh, on a virtual holiday. Okay, and uh, virtual holiday indeed. But uh, Rafiq, uh, that's a part of the country where, as typically, nothing in terms of incidents. You don't expect to record any incidents there. Um, are we seeing any key dignitaries on the ground there monitoring the poll for any of the aspirants? Uh, what we saw first was the Upper West Regional Minister uh, who came in in the company of the Regional Chairman of the Party, S.B. Kangbare. Uh, but there haven't been any, uh, you know, Key persons in talk about in talk about national here. The only person has been Mujib uh, Rahman uh, uh, Sanun, uh, who is one of the aides to the vice president, uh, who came in here and then to cast uh, his ballot. Uh, remember, it's also a polling uh, one of the polling stations that executive for the Limai Report uh, electoral area. And so it's peaceful here. And then the police or the security men, uh, they are not leaving anything uh, to chance, but they expect uh, a peaceful outcome of these elections are today. So nothing is going on at all. What they have done is that it's done in the open. It's no more at the school uh, auditorium, but also in an open area where they have uh, two separate, uh, 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 where they have two separate uh, election, you know, management committee around. And then so everybody's here and then it is that going on normal and peaceful right here. What about the Baumia factor? How is it playing out um, on the ground? 
Yes. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.